Hello, everybody, and welcome back to One for One. You know what? I, I've I've come I've come to grips with this. I'm no longer doing season two episode blank. Fuck that. We're now saying a new episode of One for One or Welcome Back to One for One. I don't give a shit. My name is Nolan Schumann, joined as always by my co-host Miles Fuchs. Miles, how are you? Nolan, I'm great. I love the change. I'm glad that we didn't even need to talk about that because I am wholeheartedly in agreement with you. Just another episode of One for One. Agreeance? Just, is that a word? Agreeance? I would say that's a word. I thought it was agreement. I, mm, I'll get the Google out here, but I, I'm quite <laughs> certain that that is a word. Either way, um, another episode of One for One. The Mondays keep rolling. The calendar keeps flipping. Life continues on, and it's just great to do this with you again. I'm excited. I'm absolutely ecstatic to do this episode. We got a lot of fun shit going on. There's so much going on. There's just there's just so much. And you know what, Miles? You're noticing something. I'm letting my hair go out oh natural today. I don't have anything I don't have anything on my head right now. You know, I'm a man of many hats. I like to wear a toque the odd time. You know, I like to go for like the like douchebag hipster look where like the the like the toque kind of hangs off the back and I look like a really sensitive boy. Um <laughs> Who's I your like favorite to, band? Mumford and Sons. Uh no, I'm just like really into city and color and uh, I I like to wear <laughs> I like to wear a Philadelphia Eagles hat from time to time. I like to wear a Clippers Ooh. hat from time to time. But you know what? Man of many hats, and I think it's finally time to put something back on. It's an Oilers hat, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the 47 brand, no free ads. Please respond to my emails. 47 brand, Oilers I'm back app. In. I'm <laughs> Let's back go. In. Fucking throw me off a bridge. Give Light me my... I've been snorting orange and blue Kool-Aid just on a loop since Sunday morning. I'm just staring off into the distance right now. I, I this, is, this is what I find myself doing in my free time is just staring off into the distance, contemplating my actual personal well-being and my life <laughs> because of the heartache I put myself through on a regular basis. Like, you know what, se- man? 72 hours ago, I was praying for Matthew Kachuk to score a hat trick and the Oilers to lose so that Dave Tippett would be fired. And now I'm like, Stanley Cup? <laughs> you know what, man? I was going to say it could be worse. You could be a Bills fan. Let's man. talk about let's talk about 808s and heartbreaks last night for, for everyone on the Bills bandwagon. I love... I, I like... Okay, if you don't like football, just skip. But I love Jack, not Jackson Mahomes. I love Patrick Mahomes. Big fan of Pat Mahomes. Um, but I wanted Miles the, on the record saying he loves Jackson Mahomes. By the way, on he the just, record, man, I just wish I had TikTok clout. Anywho, hypo, if you're listening, open the door, please. Um, but I, I love Patrick Mahomes, but I hate the Chiefs, and I wanted the Chiefs to fucking lose because I did not want to see Brittany and Jackson losing their minds in a heated suite again. Um, and, and we were so close, Nolan, we were so close to having that dream dashed a no Brady, no chiefs super bowl. I just, dream. I just like seeing new teams in the playoffs. Like I just like seeing, I'm a big, um, 
this is a very weird thing I do, and I'm it, it, it's it's not. I mean, I said some pretty weird shit on the last episode, and this is this isn't as weird as that. I think, but I think this is more of like like Nolan, you got too much free time on your hands, and it's more I could just cut into my sleep schedule, but. I do this thing where when a team wins a professional championship, I always like to go to their Wikipedia page and look in like their career achievements and just see like Super Bowl champion or like NBA champion. Like when like when the Bucks won the NBA championship, the very first thing I did was go to Giannis's Wikipedia page just so I could read NBA champion under it and I was like that's cool. And I just like seeing new teams um and 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 players that deserve Lombardi trophies to finally win them and i love what Josh Allen has done i think Josh Allen is a su- supreme talent and it it brought me like i'm not i'm not a bills fan by any means i i i'm i'm a diehard eagles fan i love football and this i i I know I'm kind of rambling here, but i I, I promise there's an overall point to this, but um, I was actually having a conversation with uh, our friend Jay Shadow Jay, and he 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 had mentioned to me at how uh, the bills were the number one ranked defense in the NFL. And they had, I don't think they had any pro bowlers. I think they only had two all pros. I think Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde were only pro bowl or only all pros, not pro bowlers. And I realized mid game that the Bills defense is the biggest fraud in all of the NFL this season. Like number one pass rush. And I, and like you look at their individual stats and their leading, their leading sack getter was freaking Mario Addison and had seven sacks in the season. Sorry, that's not good enough for me. And so, um, yeah, I don't know why I went on this Bills rant, but like that that defensive front is butt cheeks, and I really hope that they can upgrade that so that they can really give Josh Allen a shot. Uh, but yeah, also NFL overtime reels are fucking garbage. Says the guy who has two different Jalen Rager jerseys. Excuse me. I would don't don't put that don't put that evil on me. I I did watch Talladega Nights this weekend, so I wanted you to say the quote correctly. Thank you very much. Don't no, sorry. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Thank you. And then I say, and then I say, I'm so paralyzed. (laughs) Ah. Um, but yeah, everybody is all aboard the Bengals uh, bandwagon. I think everybody wants to see Joe Burrow just be a legend. Yeah, swaggy, smoking cigars. Did you see him with the sunglasses? absolutely i did uh, that man cannot be tamed he's, uh, he's britney he's he's miley cyrus Can, can't be tamed i'm genuinely thinking about putting a couple of bucks on the Bengals to win the super bowl like they're just such long shots but like i don't mean to jinx them because i'm probably gonna jinx them by saying this but i actually do see a reality where they beat the chiefs because that chief's defense is fucking awful and hey. I could easily see like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just ripping up the ripping up the Chiefs defense. Now, flip side of the coin, Patrick Mahomes, yikes! But um, yeah, what a, what an awesome weekend of NFL playoffs, man! And then we got the 49ers and the Rams, divisional rivals. <sighs> That's gonna be, gonna be so insane. good. I love uh, the Rams so much, and I. Uh, I want to go into like this whole like if if they by chance win the Super Bowl, that's like such a big win for, um, and I, I've I've kind of hammered this home because I I brought it up I brought it up on the last show, but like teams that just see a talented player available and they don't have excuses and they just say oh 
cool, you want draft picks? Okay, here's some draft picks. I don't care. And I think that rules, and I think we should celebrate that. And if they win the Super Bowl, that's a big win for those for that type of thinking. Introducing a new character to the podcast, West Coast Mal. Shout out Mal. Um, big, we're, we're cheering for the Rams. I'm cheering for the Rams this year. So we're all all so aboard the horns. Let's go. Big Matt Stafford guy over here. Big Matt Stafford and guy Aaron over Donald. Here. Like Aaron Donald. It, I can't I w- put into words how much I love him. I want the Bengals to win, but I also don't want Joe Burrow to get killed in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't want to see that L.A. defense go against the Cincio line. Oh. I think that would just not be good for anybody. Somebody some, somebody tweeted something. Some, somebody tweeted something along the lines of like, um, uh, we, we, are, we are very close to seeing a Rams-Bengals Super Bowl. And if that's the case, Aaron Donald about to have 25 sacks in one game. <laughs> Rest in peace, Joe Burrow. <laughs> R.I.P. Joe Burrow. Um, Nolan. Yes. Football is cool. Yes. But I think we should talk about the namesake of this podcast being hockey. Are you? Would you like to do that with me? Is that something you would be interested in doing with with Miles? Never. I'm just kidding. Never. I'm joking. So could I run through the agenda? Uh. Okay. Okay. So today on the 17th episode of One for One Season Fuck you, you're supposed to say up next on One for One, you fucker. What's that? What are you talking about? Because we're not saying episode 17 anymore. It's too confusing. I'm I'm confused. (laughs) Old man yells at Cloud. You can say this week on One for One, like we're a television show. Can you edit that? Can you fix it? Can you? you I'm absolutely leaving that in because it's really funny. Goodness gracious. Up next on one for one, we're going to be breaking down last week's games against the Florida Panthers and the aforementioned Calgary Flames. After that is done, we're going to go into some general Oilers stuff, a couple of nice little tidbits. From that point on, we have a few action items throughout the NHL, some good, some bad, and some sad. Uh, And then after that, the big ticket item of this week's episode will be the first ever one for one NHL power rankings. We've teased them. We've talked about them. We've workshopped them. And now we are ready to unveil them. And by we, I mean me, and I will run through the not up for discussion list of official officially ranked teams in the NHL. No one will provide commentary and you will turn off your radio. I expect. But with that out of the way, Nolan, why don't you tell the folks at home what you've recapped the game against the Panthers as? You know what this is from, right? You know what this is a reference to, right? Yes. Okay, good. I, I called it Sex Panther by Odeon. Man. It smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, Brian. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Brian. That smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> Oh my god, what is that smell? Stings the nostrils. That's the smell of desire, my lady. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the Oilers lost 6-0 to the Florida Panthers. Uh, Uh. So... Yeah, not a not a, not 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 a great week for uh, for Oiler fans, uh, but uh, the we want to get off to a nice positive start, which was we welcome back our regional kings in this game, Jack and Louie, Jack Michaels and Louis DeBrusque, because it had been basically a month since they last called the game together, which is a goddamn travesty, and 
it actually seemed like they were the good luck charm in this game so far because the first period they were looking they were like the Oilers were gangbusters. They were uncharacteristically looking like a dominant team out shooting the Panthers 17 to seven in the first. And like it was, and it was high quality shots. It wasn't these shots that were, you know, a muffin from the point put on, you know, put on Sergei Bobrovsky's pads. It was like, these were, these were real chances. So surely, surely they could pull off a big dub, right? Right, Miles? Right? You would you would think, Nolan. You're you're really thinking that there's something there. And especially getting out of the first period at a zero-zero tie with that shot count looking the way that it did has to make you feel good. Has to make you feel optimistic. Has to make you think you got a chance. Nope. Five Wrong. and a half minute five and a half minutes into the second. Sam Reinhardt with uh... I have two trains of thought with this because the first one is what a pass by Sam Reinhardt first and foremost like this really this very lightly sauce pass over to Alexander Barkov who just smoked it home for the one-timer who, who put the cats up one nothing yeah the cats is a really funny nickname um but off Maron Miko that is a tough tough goal to allow by our our Finnish our Finnish giant Miko Koskinen uh, yeah, didn't look great. Then the Oilers defensive miscues got them looking like Todd Bull's defensive unit from yesterday, leaving Carter Verhage open and putting the Florida Panthers up to nothing. Car- Carter Verhage underrated might have one of the best last names in the national hockey league. Impossible to spell. Great. Like very fun to say. That's like a PA announcer's dream is like goal scored by Carter Verhage. Like, it's ideal. It's perfect. Do you ever, like, imagine yourself scoring in the NHL and you act as if you're the announcer saying your own name? No, because I have hands like fucking dry cement. (laughs) What about, okay, well, in your case, then, a save? (laughs) Wouldn't happen. Do you ever say, do you ever say, save by Fuchs? No, but uh, Jay, shout out Jay, does all the time. Stone stone cold (laughs) by Fuchs. (laughs) He likes to talk like a that's such a six announcer. And that's it's so such funny. a fucking Jay. That's <laughs> like that's so on brand for Jay. And it cracks me up every time. Not few things. I won't say nothing, but few things make me feel as special as Jay talking to me like the voice of EA Sports NHL video games. It's talking to you like Gary Thorne. Uh, <laughs> Is that who does it? Yeah, yeah, it was Gary uh, Thorne. Uh, and yeah. Uh, so with that being said. Two periods go go by. Oilers are only down by two nothing, and they're still supremely out, out out shooting the Florida Panthers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, just over seven minutes into the third period, Alexander Barkov embarrasses the entire Oilers team and turns his countrymen into the Titanic. And Dave Tippett, Glenn Galton, James Playfair are the band playing on the deck of the ship. Maybe a little insensitive. Whoopsie oh, daisy. That's actually quite poetic, quite thank, beautiful. Thank you. I, I liked it. I liked hearing that. I, I appreciate that. I I I I finally jumped back on the notes today because uh, Miles was really carrying the load for us lately. So I wanted to I wanted to get back in and inject a little a uh, couple little silly lines in there. So uh, that's uh, that's courtesy of yours truly. Uh, but yeah, this is the beginning of the total collapse, man. Uh, getting out shot for the rest of the game, and my goodness, the penalty kill. <laughs> 
you remember how bad the penalty kill was in the LA game where they like it seemed like basically the Oilers were allowing a goal every 30 seconds on the Kings power play when Connor McDavid got kicked out for hitting from behind and it was the Adrian Kempe show yeah yeah I remember that fondly yeah, well, Anthony Duclair and Sam Bennett, shout out Florida Sam, nabbed Florida's second and third power play goals in the game to put them up 5 nothing. And then just because his last name is Tippett and God hates the Oilers, Owen scores his fifth of the season with just under two minutes left. I, I know you, I think you tweeted this from our one-for-one one Twitter, but I wanted that to be the goal that got Dave fired. I wanted Tippett to get Tippett fired so badly. I thought I was like that. That would have allowed me to sleep. That would have given me peace, inner peace, Nolan. It would have brought you to solace. Yes, yeah. quantum of solace. That's not a very good movie. <laughs> um, I haven't but, seen it. <laughs> but this, like, this game was just a, uh, just a bite of a rotten, worm-infested apple. Yuck. Can- can I tell you a funny joke, a funny story? Absolutely. You know how, like, o- often you talk about movies and I haven't seen them? Yes. Do you know what complete series I have seen all three movies of? The Lord of the Rings? The Kissing Booth on Netflix. What? <laughs> I'm a garbage person. I'm a, a horrible, horrible human being. Godfather? No. Lord of the Rings? No. No. Too Hot to Handle seasons one through three? Absolutely. Absolutely. Kissing Booths one, two, and three (laughs) multiple times. I feel like you're you're about to tell me that your favorite movie is I Love You, Beth Cooper. I haven't seen it, but I've seen The Kissing Booth. Well, I Love You, Beth Cooper is very much like in that sort of, in that stratosphere of like shitty rom-coms. I, I wouldn't even describe this as a shitty rom-com because, like, there was a part in the third kissing booth where they're, like, doing their summer, like, bucket list thing, and they do a flash mob. It's fucking movies from 2021. They're doing a flash mob at a restaurant, and I actually said out loud, what the fuck is wrong with you to myself? I was disgusted. And this wasn't even like you were uh, like you were on a date trying to oppress a girl, and she was like, let's watch the kissing booth. This is just Miles was curious. This was me finishing a job that I had started a few years ago. I see, I saw one, I saw two, had to watch three. I had uh, smart pop, uh, white cheddar popcorn oh. dust on my hands and was just sick to my stomach watching that movie. But I finished it and I'm glad I did. And I just say- wanted to, I just wanted to admit that to you. I just wanted you to know that. Saying that you had white cheddar popcorn dust on your hands and the way that you were, you were sort of leaning leaning your speech pattern really got me worried for a second of where you were going to go with that next and so i'm really glad you kind of cleaned it up and you were able to rally at the end of that so thank you for that miles no no problem man well speaking of speaking of cleaning things up why don't you clean up the notes on this bad game nolan miles do you (laughs) uh, yeah okay so yeah, this game sucked. Um, shots 40, 40 to twenty eight Oilers face offs fifty nine percent, and the, they actually also won the expected goals battle like by quite a large margin, but they were just sunk by poor D zone play and awful goaltending. What else is new? Nothing because Dave Tippett didn't get fired. So we go into Saturday night battle of Alberta. Cranky, <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> 
not just cranky, not just pissed off, but our allegiance is called into question. And by called into question, I mean like I'm outwardly cheering for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Ryan Rashog let the world know that apparently the Oilers were one game away from firing Dave Tippett and that if they lost this game against the Flames, it was over. And at that point, every Oilers fan became a Flames fan for the night. And as you said at the top of the show, Nolan, we all wanted Matthew Kachuk. I kind of wanted, was Lindholm in that game? Yes, he was. Yes, I wanted Lindholm to score a hat trick. I just picked Matthew Kachuk just as a as a random pick. I didn't. I obviously would have preferred Elias Lindholm to also score yes. four thousand goals in the game, but that didn't happen. <laughs> because what did happen was, and I would like you to explain this. Me, like I know what it's from. I get it. Like funny. I understand. I just thought it'd be like, funny to post the image rather than like write it out. Take it away. So typically when we write at the notes, I like to I like to give a title to the game. Obviously, I believe I've mentioned this before on previous episodes, but this one I just I, I just I posted the the picture from Lord of the Rings Return of the King when Frodo goes, It's gone, it's done, referring to the ring, of course, and he's got like the 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 lava behind him. So I just posted that. Uh, basically just indicating that finally the Oilers have won a game and it feels like it's been forever. Well, sorry, I should say a game with Dave Tippett behind the bench because it's the first one in 13 fucking games. Tough, tough look for David Tippett. Tippett. But the good news is that pregame, we found out that both Zach Cassian and Tyson Berry were out. I believe they were out with COVID protocol. I shouldn't say good news. That's kind of mean. Yeah, but those are your two favorite players on the team. Yeah. Uh, So they will not play in this game, which means... Evan Bouchard, PP1. Oh, that kind of slapped a little bit. I did. Uh, I was electric. Thank you. Uh, But lo and behold, the Oilers, looking like the bad selves, and I don't mean that in a sexy way. I mean that in a classic uh, just bad team way. Nolan, before you keep going, what what are the three things in life that are guaranteed? I just want you to turn on me. Death taxes and former Oilers scoring on the Oilers. Absolutely, it is okay. Right on, perfect. Yep. Just wanted to make sure we we're, we're clear on that. Of course, yeah. Well, Miko Koskinen, not my cat, Miko, <laughs> but Miko Koskinen was left out to dry opening the game and really through the entirety of this of this whole game because Cody CC allowed Matthew Kachuk to blow past him and knock in the rebound on Miko Koskinen. One nothing Flames, and I I put in like little or in little asterisks here. Jack Nicholson nodding dot gif. Like his face from anger management, he's zooming in. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I mean, the Oilers following up that act with another just because former Oiler Milan Lucic scores on the power play. Boo! And I say to that, go put on a visor, you fucking dork. Oh, uh, I look so cool not wearing a visor. I'm I'm fucking grandfathered in. Get out of here. Hey, you know what, man? We have one of them too. On your team? On yeah, your Cass- team? Cassian. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, sorry. I, th- I thought you were talking on your ball hockey team. I was like, who's wearing helmets on your ball hockey team? I mean, everybody, but. Really? You have to wear a helmet. Oh, I, I, do you obviously see how often I play ball hockey? Read the rules, bro. Oh, 
I don't wear a visor because I'm fucking rank, but I'm, yeah, I'm I wear a bucket. Such an L on this so far. Yeah, okay. Fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, Milan Lucic scored. Not great. And uh, then the Oilers get a power play in the second period. And, and guess what? Miles? Well, Nolan, it's an Oilers power play goal presented by Old Dutch. No free ads. And um, there was a new... Fuck, I can't remember his name, but there was a, a new addition to power play one in this game who was involved in said scoring. Yeah, I... Was it was it the guy who chews the gum and has the really nice white smile and the hieroglyphics tattoo? Oh, man. That tattoo, that's just... Like, I think Nicolas Cage is actually trying to find that tattoo in National Treasure. <laughs> you know what else is a National Treasure? Oh, let's go, baby. Finally getting a power play one. Boosh bomb goal. Evan Bouchard gets let's the Oilers. Go. It is 2-1 for the Flames, but the Oilers are back. And if that wasn't enough, Nolan, uh, a few minutes later, just under two minutes. No, 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 no. A few minutes later, the Oilers get another power play. And, and what happens, Nolan? He didn't score again, did he? There's no way. There's no way. He could no. no, because no, because if he scored again, that would mean don't. I mean, the coaching staff's not very smart. And that can't be the case. Oh my God, Miles! I just looked it up. Guess who scored? Evan Bouchard. Oh! 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 You can't get every line. <sighs> Evan Bouchard scores his second goal of the period of the game on the power play. However you want to say it, 2-2 two, two Oilers. Beautiful. And shout out to Yesipuli. Oh, sorry. Shout out to <clears throat> Yesipuli Arvi. His massive ass screening Markstrom on both of these goals. Thick, <laughs> thick bitch in front of Markstrom. That, that's, not a, that's not a thick bomb. That's a quarter ton dump truck. You know, that was a meme on TikTok. Yesi Puliyarvi's ass is probably very strong and very thick, but also he has the skinniest legs I've ever seen on a human being, and the biggest head, the tallest forehead. He is he is such a large person with the scrawniest shape. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's actually a, a a revelation, dude. He's a Tim Burton character. <laughs> you see him in the movie Big Fish. <laughs> Speaking of Big Fish, Nolan. What? <laughs> with just our under, biggest of fish. The biggest of fish. With just under our the biggest of fish in terms of off-season acquisitions. With just under two minutes left in the second period, Brendan Pierolini puts a shot on net and puts it past the goalie. What's his name? Uh, the Flames goalie. I legitimately can't remember. Jacob Markstrom and yeah. puts it past Markstrom. <laughs> Walks into the offensive zone from the top of the circles and just unloads a wrist shot. Well, after he scored that goal, I looked over Shout out to shout out to Dilly D and, and bad boy Billick watching the game with those guys. And I said, did he just fucking shoot that from the top of the circles into the net? I haven't seen an Oilers player do that since Alish Hemsky. Dude. And the best part about that shout out to Brendan Pirellini played eight minutes. <laughs> hey. hey, hell yeah, brother. Uh, but I mean, it, it was nice because it's just it's just a guy just putting it on net. Like, hey, here's a puck. Let's just put it on net. And dude, he, he just put it on net. Like he, like that was a good shot. That no, was a happy shot. No, I know, but it's it's not typically like a 
it's not typically like a great A chance right in front of the net. It's more of just like the puck came to him and he's like, fuck it, let's go. And just gripped it and ripped it. Beyblade. Beyblade, let it rip. Dude. Beyblade's very sick. Dude, you want to. Beyblades are super sick. Dude, next time I come out to Regina, let's like, let's set up a Beyblade tournament. Are you down? Dude, absolutely. I still have some of my old I absolutely have some of my old battle battle talks. Oh, battle whatever's. Okay. We gotta get battle, like a yeah. we gotta get like a squad together and we just have a giant Beyblade tournament. That would actually be unreal if you had like a Beyblade tournament and there was like intro songs and like a tournament bracket and everybody got like kind of drunk for it. Like that would that would be a crazy day in the summer. Oh, I just wanna costumes you get like some pageantry to it that's like that's basically wwe yeah well we have to build a championship belt absolutely and we just and we just do it once and we just do it once a year in the summer and then the the person that wins it gets to take the belt home and then they get to put it on their wall could you imagine you have that in your office like somebody comes in it's like hey a report for quarter one fit what's that oh that in the corner oh yeah uh me and my buddies actually have like a it's not a big deal, but just a little Beyblade tournament every summer. A little casual weekend project. Not a big deal. Won it last year. It's kind of a lot of people are talking about it. What? <laughs> Did I, like, could you imagine? Could you imagine if I if I won the championship belt for the Beyblade tournament? I come back to Regina for the Beyblade tournament, and I, I, I show up to your house, and I say, bad news, forgot the belt. Um, I'd send you home. <laughs> You're fucking out of the tournament. You're done. <laughs> uh, thank God for pure later express shipping. We can have it here in a day. Delayed, delayed tournament. <laughs> okay, we are getting so <laughs> off course. Uh, Noah Hannafin tied up the game and uh, with like seconds left in the second. And um, yeah, it's 3-3 at the end of the second period. Now, at this point, I'm so excited because Evan Bouchard has scored twice and Brendan Pierolini scored and the Oilers are, are, are in the game. So part of me is like, I think I kind of want them to win this. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be nice to see them win this. And uh, the, the Oilers didn't think so though, because the third period was the Miko Koskinen show. He faced 17 shots in the third period. That is it's- horrible. And stopped all 17 of them. And he finished, he got all 17 of them, including some ridiculous saves on Elias Lindholm and Matthew Kachuk, to name a few. And finally, he was looking very damn pissy. Golden showered, some might even say. Covered in piss. Just reeks of piss. Can smell the methane in the air. Neon Leon Dreisaitl making Chris Tanev look like a complete sieve and crossing him over to bury a 4-3 goal. And my goodness, the Selly and the just pure electricity from Rodgers, I haven't heard that kind of pop from Rodgers on the broadcast in a very long time. So that that has been fantastic to see. That felt like the beginning of the season, man. Just the way you described the pop, like the energy in the building. I think that was... Something that Eulerville very, very much needed was was a Leon, like a lightning Leon goal, or like just an all time Connor goal. Well, and, now, and it's funny you brought up Connor because I don't think there's been like a pop like that since the since like the Rangers goal. 
right? Yeah. Like that's pro- pro- probably probably around then. So it's and and man, the Oilers posted a photo on their Instagram of the of the Leon Selly, and it was oh, that's that's the stuff. That's the good stuff right there. But Oilers win five three. Look, it's it's all right. Dave Tippett lives another day. The word the word of the day, Nolan, is loyalty. And Miko Koskinen, for some reason, just has a stupid amount of loyalty to Dave Tippett. Like, this man has hung you out in the media to dry multiple times, numerous times. Didn't stand up for you last year when everyone was talking about how you should be kicked out of town and traded and this, that, and the other thing. And you know publicly that this dude is on the cusp of getting fired. And you're like, tie game, third period, I'm going to stand on my head. He's got he's got pride. It's not even loyalty. It's just pride. It's to, like I'm going to save your job, Dave. And I mean, could this be the start of because the thing with Miko Koskinen is he goes through these 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 peaks and valleys. And could this be the start of the Miko Koskinen peak until we get to maybe the inevitable return of Stuart Skinner? or the return of Mike Smith, or the addition of another goaltender, who who friggin' knows at this point. But I would like to see Amiko Koskinen return, because it just, you feel bad for the guy. Because, and I, and I know that we've, I know that, I mean, we literally just, I mean, I just spoke, like, critically of him not very long ago, but I feel bad for the guy. The amount of shit this guy takes from Oilers Twitter, from management, from coaching, from the media. It's just, it's so brutal. Like, Mark Spector is a prime example of this, where Mark Spector will will release an article after Miko Koskinen has what has rattled off four games winning in a row, and then he'll say, oh, the Oilers found their, found their number one goaltender, and he was just waiting in the wings here. And then, you know, Buddy has a, a, a GAA of 5.03, and then Mark Spector is now writing his article of, like, Miko Koskinen should be banished to. Uh... You be careful. Just fucking be careful. <laughs> I'm probably gonna believe that. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the one thing I want to talk about, is, oh especially God. like for being dragged by the media, is is Devin Shore Oilers Twitter, Devin Shore. <laughs> <laughs> because if you haven't seen it, this is a Ladies couple and weeks gentlemen, old. But... The weekend. <laughs> Yeah, Devin Shore was the pick for the ladies and gentlemen the weekend, and the replies were absolutely insane. I picked two of my favorite. Worst player on the team has the worst hairline. Not surprising. Oof. This one from Koski Daddy. Uh, fuck off. No one cares about that bum. And these are Oilers fans talking about fucking Devin Shore. All this guy's doing is he's out here just doing the the media tour, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend, and he's getting absolutely murdered. Uh, so, like, yeah, Miko Koskinen gets it, but Devin Shore got it the worst recently. And the <laughs> the other bad part, too, is that the Oilers didn't even have a weekend. Okay, I got one more. Okay. Why does it look like he has two prosthetic hands? <laughs> the scarecrow arms, bruh. <laughs> uh, <I> like... <laughs> Oilers fans are so bad, and we're sometimes a very toxic fan base, but holy shit, they are not short of being funny. <laughs> 
No, like some of this shit is outrageous. Uh, but back to uh, yeah. Back, back sorry, to, sorry everyone. Back to the game. Uh, shots were forty-seven, thirty-one. Calgary, yikes! Oh, I just said Calgary. I'm gonna get a lot of shit from Flame Sands on that one. You ever been to fucking Calgary? <laughs> you ever go to the Stampede, boy? <laughs> You guys want to go to Calgary Tower? I don't want to go to the Space Needle. I want to go to Calgary Tower. Uh, 54% on draws. Hits were 30, 35 to 30 Edmonton. And now the Oilers are 9-1 and one versus the Pacific Division. That's 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 nice to see. And Leon Dreisaitl with four points makes me H to the O to the R to the N to the Y. <laughs> yeah, man, that's really cool. <laughs> Um, if the Oilers, I, if the Oilers win a playoff series, I'm actually going to make that a title for an episode. <laughs> uh, Miles, what else is going on? Um, a few other Oilers things, Nolan, and I'm glad that I get to do these because these are two that I'm very, very excited about. You made um, me take the depressing shit. Yeah, absolutely. I did. I'm a fucking, I, we've established this. I'm a scumbag. Um, speaking of scumbags, Ryan Nugent Hopkins skated today that's really hot cool and nice also on the third line question mark that's where they have him slotted in so i was actually going to read off the lines to you just give me two shakes here you can read off the other bit of news and then i can kind of get into what the lines were looking like because the other bit of news is very cool as well this is a young man that we have been talked about that is horrendous english this is a young man that we have talked about at length on the program a man that we are excited about a man that uh, in his like draft, not what you know, his drafted video, but like a picture of him in his dorm had a big weed necklace, and that is none other than so Oilers, Oilers first round pick from last two years ago, Dylan Holloway, who hasn't played for a little while since he broke his hand, finally made his professional debut with the Condors and had two apples. Ooh, spicy right where he left off fishing the puck getting points we love to see it and then he followed that up on sunday with another point as well so now he has three points in two games three assists in two games which is great and is exactly on track to being the savior that this team needs for a playoff push i'm telling you right now when he gets called up the gene principe line in the pregame show is he came haul away from bakersfield oh, yeah but I see, I don't know if that's guaranteed or not, because that's kind of low hanging fruit, like for Gene, you know what I mean? Like he, he brings more to the table than that. Yeah, I, it, it, it's got to be something with Holloway in it, though. All, all I'm saying is I'm excited. Yeah, I, I saw my man like who, who isn't excited. Also, by the way, I just realized something. Did you know that Bob Stoffer's DMs are open? Oh, my God. Are we gonna be cyber bullies tonight? Uh, no, I, 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 I'd like to, I'd like to eventually get a, a get a member of the Oilers on on this show, <laughs> but it's something to keep in mind when I get upset. Uh, so, dude, the the fucking DM, the DMs are open. <laughs> it um, went down in the DMs. You, you have no idea how lucky it is that this is a Monday night, not a Saturday. Because if I was a ha- like if I was in the beers on a Saturday, I would. And I DM told, and I told Bob Stoffer. He'd say, "Bob, Just... the Whopper, or the Baconator, which one?" <laughs> oh, Bob, Whoa. wherefore art thou, Romeo? 
can I can I I can I just mention? I really need more Tony Brar in the Oilers like pregame thing on their Twitter account because if I have to see another Bob Stoffer pregame Twitter video, I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, hey guys, here's my picks for the game: power play in the first period, maybe a goal. You can bet against me, Gen- and if you're right, you can win a lot of prizes. <laughs> Genuinely, didn't know he had blue eyes. Because yeah, his eyes are never. Yeah, he never. You never see his fucking eyes. It, it looks. It like. Actually, it it actually looks like he has like that haze of when you of like when you're like when you're drunk outside a bar and like there's cops outside the bar and like the red and blues are going off and you're kind of you're kind of all fucked up and you're hazy and like you're looking at the red and blues on on the top of the cop car and you're like what the fuck is that that's kind of what Bob Stoffer does when he's looking at the camera and you were like whoa. <laughs> I want to break up in a small town. Uh, <laughs> for, so, for anyone for anyone that doesn't know, we're talking Sam Hunt. Funny Sam Hunt story, super quick. Um, Nolan used to work at HMV. Shout out to HMV. We've talked about HMV on the show and, and Nolan's time there. Um, the, the only thing I ever used Nolan for, like his employee discount, was a fucking hard copy of Montevello, the, the debut CD from Sam Hunt. I don't know if Miles was looking at me or not. He probably smells like that all the time. I didn't mean to bother you, but I just I wanted that CD. <laughs> also, I worked out with Sam Hunt one time. Yeah, great story. Terrific yes. story. Yeah, that's, that's, safe for, that's safe for one for one after dark. <laughs> we had sex i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> uh okay line li- lines from today's practice for uh via via our, our our friend our friend of the show bob stoffer uh, uh ryan mcleod playing on a line with connor mcdavid and kyler yamamoto Ooh. second line leon dreisaitl flanked by warren fogel and yesipoli arvi Third line, Brendan Pierlini, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Zach Cassian. That line will either be like fucking awful or like incredible. I was going to say cataclysmically terrible or like game breaker ability. So I think if you want like the, 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 the best way to fix that up is to put, uh, is to go, uh, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm putting this all together in my head. I'm doing like the, the Alan from the hangover, like the, the math <laughs> in my head right now. Um, I think the best way for that would be, um, Benson, Nuge, and probably, uh, don't fucking say that. Ah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Ben. I'll go. Benson, Nuge, Cassian. We'll make that work. I mean, Cassian will probably not like, n- like, not give a shit whatsoever. But I mean, what well, can you do, right? Like we've said a hundred times, though, to have a little bit of offensive firepower oh, around. Benson fucking Zach be- Hyman. I completely forgot. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Zach Hyman, like, because he's going to be back probably, hopefully, pretty soon. But like, could you imagine Benson, Nuge, Zach Hyman? Oh. I'm making some really gross sounds in the microphone right now, and I apologize to anybody that's going to hear this on the recording. But I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. 
that's that's the stuff that dreams are made of and i mean wet dreams holy shit this has been a very horny episode and i saw yeah, i'm sorry this everybody is just a ruthless episode I've, I've already i've already said h to the o to the r to the n to the y um i've said wet i've said sex with sam hunt we're like i don't know what's coming up next at this point you know what? It's only going to get worse when we get into the power rankings. So is there anything else you wanted to say regarding <laughs> Oilers or do you want to move into some NHL stuff? Let's go into some NHL stuff. The Oilers some NHL stuff. Do you want uh, to depress you spaghetti? Yeah. Can, can I start? I won't take the first one. I'll let you take the first one. Because you want me to pronounce the name, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> is that selfish? <laughs> no, it's is that okay. selfish or safe? It's okay. Uh, so today, you've probably seen it on multiple outlets, but Keith Yandel is near the Ironman record in the NHL. Uh, he will be tying the record tonight. And today at the pregame skate, he was seen picking up pucks with the rookies today after practice. That is so incredibly rock star, in my opinion, that Keith Yandel is about to play his checks notes. Um, 964th consecutive game of the regular season that is absolutely insane but the fact that this guy has played like he, he hit his thousand games last season um so he's well over a thousand at this point but 964 consecutive games is is crazy to me but the fact that he is still like picking up pucks with the rookies and doing the little behind the scenes stuff like if this was not an nhl team like i bet you he'd be carrying sticks to the bus like just a good dude um, we may not like Keith Yandel like as a defenseman overall. The Flyers might be struggling, but like as a character guy, man, shout out to Keith Yandel. That is absolutely oh. awesome. Oh yeah, he's like so, he's such a sick like locker room guy. I think I I think the problem like when you think about it, I th- I find Keith Yandel to be very similar to a guy like uh, Tyson Berry, where if you put him on a third pairing with and like very much limit his five on five ice time and you can put him on the power play in a pinch if you need to like that's just a good guy for your locker room and i think guys rally around him and it just yeah it's 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 cool to see him be able to break this record he's a good player like he's very skilled so i gotta give him credit where credit's due but yeah this this is this is, this is awesome shout out shout out keith yandel Keith Yandel is set to tie uh, Doug Jarvis's regular season record of, as for, as previously mentioned, 964 consecutive games in the regular season, the, which is a record that has stood since 1986. Uh, knock on wood, he will pass it Tuesday when the Flyers play the Islanders. Shout out Keith Yandel. Shout out Keith Yandel. Um, but probably the, the, the biggest news in all of hockey just came through the wire today, which was the Vancouver Canucks... Fresh off of hiring, um, very uh, uh, very well known uh, hockey media personality of the Staff and Graph podcast, Rachel Dory, to their analytics staff. Uh, shout out to Rachel Dory. Uh, they hired Emily Castonguay. I, I I apologize if I mispronounce the name. I really do apologize. Uh, as the first female assistant general manager in NHL history. Future Nolan here. I just wanted to clarify after re-listening and then doing some research that uh, Angela Gorgon was actually the first female assistant general manager back in the mid-90s with the Anaheim Ducks. But nonetheless, the Canucks hiring uh, does, does not make the Canucks hiring any less important. It actually just makes it more incredible considering it's been, you know, 25 years since the last female assistant general manager. So. 
hell yeah. Let's go women. So shout out to Jim Rutherford and the Canucks. I mean, this is this is monumental. This is a, a very large step in what what could be a, a, a like what what should eventually happen in the NHL, which is getting more female representation in both coaching and in management. It's it's awesome. Um, but she joins the Canucks uh, from Momentum Hockey, where she was actually a player agent for guys like Alexis Lafreniere, Antoine Roussel, and Cedric Paquette. Played four years. Uh, played four years in the NCAA at Niagara University. Studied business and won a won a National Scholar Athlete Award. But as I previously mentioned, I cannot put into words how important this is for the game, and just moving it along and bringing it forward because it's about having different eyes on things and and, and having different mindsets and and being able to be very progressive and I think that this is going to be incredibly monumental for the NHL and just sports going forward because we're still seeing it more and more often um I mean you can look at you know you can look at the NBA with the San Antonio Spurs with the Becky Hammond still well I mean obviously now she's taken over as the as the Las Vegas WNBA coach but it just seeing more women put into positions of power like this is really 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 fantastic to see so I, th- I think the Miami Marlins have a female general manager as oh, well. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, 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 you are correct. So sh- shout out to shout out to women in sports. Yeah, I think it was a couple of weeks ago that the LA Kings had a female trainer. I think her name was Aisha. I can't remember her last name, but she was, a well, yeah, the first woman to stand on a bench in an NHL game, which is pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, there's actually like a really powerful story uh, from Emily about like her, her sister passed away a few years ago and she was sick and on the deathbed she said like you're gonna be like you're gonna be a general manager in the nhl like for the vancouver canucks like told like was telling her sister this so when she said that when jim rutherford called her there was no um like she didn't need to be sold on vancouver there was no discussion that need to be had she just like kind of broke down and was like this is where i'm supposed to be and i just can't imagine going through something like that and and having your life goal be realized in in a way like that so the first but certainly not the last and we'll see what what emily can do for the vancouver canucks this will be the last nice thing that we say about you because you are now the enemy and the the other thing with that too when you kind of look at it in the big picture is uh jim rutherford is a very old man and he's yeah. just hired his assistant general manager assuming things all go well knock on wood um it's looking like she will most likely become the first female general manager in NHL history. So shout out Emily. Shout out Emily. And the Vancouver Canucks ended up signing a general manager. They signed Patrick Alvin to be their next general manager. He's a 47 year old man or Swedish, Swedish executive. He's a former player uh, and he will be joining the Canucks front office staff, uh, Actually, fun fact about him, he is the second European NHL general manager joining our boy, Jarmo Kekalainen. Okay, back to the podcast. This one isn't as good. This one is a sad one. Uh, The hockey community is mourning the passing of Clark Gillies. Passed away Friday uh, from cancer. He was 67 years old. Uh, Clark Gillies is remembered as a member, primarily as a member of the New York Islanders dynasty where he won four Stanley Cups. A Hockey Hall of Fame inductee member in 2002, he played 958 NHL games for the Islanders and Buffalo Sabres. He scored 100, 319 goals, 
<coughs> excuse me, that was a horrible time for, for a frog in the throat. 319 goals, 378 assists for 697 points with over 1,000 penalty minutes. He was born in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan and played his WHL hockey for the Regina Pats, where he won a Memorial Cup with the Patricias in 1974. So hockey community sends their regards out to the Gillies family. And yeah, I remember my dad like grew up kind of in that frame, that, that realm of the early eighties, right. This kind of when he was yeah. watching hockey as a young guy. So he has a soft spot for the Islanders and he, I wouldn't say pass that down to me, but I remember like hearing him talk stories and tell stories about like Mike Bossy and Clark Gillies and like, Oh, and he's from Saskatchewan. And I just always kind of grew up like, knowing who Clark Gillies was and seeing him at community yeah. events and stuff like that. So that's one that, that definitely hit me pretty hard. I, I was definitely like taken aback when I saw that, because I remember seeing him at like a street hockey tournament in Regina when I was like 13 and taking picture with him and stuff. And it was so cool and all this stuff. So it's, it's definitely one that's, that's sad and yeah, makes you, makes you think a little bit. And, and one of those, like one of those sort of in, in the shape of like a Gordie Howe, like the prototypical power forward of his day. Um, I mean, that, 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 that line with him and Brian Trottier, Mike Bossy, holy shit. I yeah. mean, <laughs> you don't want to fuck around that line. <laughs> um, uh, the, the only thing that could stop that was the, the Oilers super team that came along after that, but and that was even after i mean that, that was even after the islanders were starting to kind of get to the end of their heyday so i mean it's uh, really yeah yeah just very sad to see and a legend absolutely gone way too early so we're following up another wow i get to see your nice little face in the ring light what you always see my face in the ring light no but it was so nice and close i just can see i can tell your skincare is working i've been doing Very much for i haven't do, been been doing much for skincare there brother but it but looks good it looks clean it looks do, clear do you like how i've been growing up my beard i do man i, I vibe with that 100 percent. yeah i've been trying to get away with it without i've been kind of just like seeing if taylor noticed and she she kind of noticed the other day and she's like i want you to trim it and i said nah <laughs> that's my response I said, nah I said, nah, um, this is another nah. one. This is another one. I would say nah to Nolan. Uh, why are we still having this conversation? This is the third time this year. We've talked about something like this. I'm not even going to give, I'm not even going to give him a, a platform and say his name. Um, but yeah, the, the, the guy in the ECHL um, making the, the, the monkey gestures to Jordan Subban like, and I'm getting to this point where, because this is the second time in a week that this has happened, all since the Willie O'Ree stuff, because there was also the, um, oh my goodness, the the player for the Ontario Reign, I believe it was, and uh, he's the same guy that Brandon Manning had that, like, did that horrible oh, shit at. Fuck. Really? Yeah, and so... Yeah, and it's once again just like what the like what are we doing here? Why is it that once like why is it that players get so angry and they just immediately resort to like being a a fucking racist asshole? They and and at this point it's like why are we suspending these guys or fining them? Just like ban them from the league. Like that like that'll set a real example. But instead we have this the same old tired process, which is like, 
either um, gonna write out the write out the iPhone notes thing or the the video posted on Twitter and then uh, the the fellow hockey community comes and defends this fucking guy and it's just like when does it end and and furthermore like I I, I kind of wanted to sort of bring like like add this to the situation but on, on this episode of professional hockey players saying dumb shit uh shout out to andrew shaw for for for, for putting his nose in this in for sticking his nose in this controversy because andrew shaw decided that it was time to sort of pop his head in and say oh he was just doing a tough guy pose like tom wilson did everybody does that he i know this guy he, he would never be he would never say a racist thing because the player, of course, uh, made his video saying that he wasn't that he was doing a tough guy bodybuilder when in all reality, this like when you curl the hands like that, we we know what you're doing, my friend. Like this is sorry, I shouldn't say my friend. Uh, we, we we know what you're doing, guy. Uh, and, and and furthermore to Andrew Shaw, uh, dude, you were you were caught using an F a hard F bomb during an NHL game. I would I would maybe sit this one out there, my brother. Yeah, you're not the guiding light in in this world, but like especially especially shout out like and I I say shout out, but I mean like um, anti shout out to the Jacksonville Iceman, the team that this guy plays for, because this is their official state. Like after the, it, it's 2022, I cannot imagine doing something like that and not and thinking you're not going to get recorded, like thinking you're not going to get caught in fucking 4K doing something so stupid. Um, so obviously, like you said, you can see what the dude's doing. Everybody on the ice, like, got into a scrum like that. Like, I don't think that Jordan Subban would come and beat the crap out of him for making a tough guy pose, right? Like, let's just use a little bit of critical analysis here. And the Jacksonville Icemen come out and say, uh, Jacksonville Icemen are cooperating with the league's review of the incident that occurred in last night's game against South Carolina. As an organization, our fans, partners, and sponsors know our core values, and we intend to make commitments and decisions after completion of league review. Like, that's a really good opportunity for you as a franchise to stand up and be like, some shit went down and we have a dumbass on the team and we have suspended him while this review is being conducted because uh, he's an asshole. Did, and did you watch the video? Like what, like with the volume cranked? Not with the volume cranked. No. Oh, Oh, uh, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you didn't miles because if you do crank it, you can actually hear the fans in the crowd calling Jordan Subban the N word. Oh, and it's, Just you know, gross. it's it's just it's so it, it's once again like the oh 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 what what do I have to watch uh what do I have to watch diversity forced into my sports like fuck off I if we're if if you really want to see this game grow and you and just don't even see the game grow just watch people be like decent human beings for once like we we should expect more out of people. And this is, it seems like this is, this is such a high barrier that we have to get to because it's really not that hard to not be a piece of shit. On the flip side of that coin, someone who's not not a piece of shit, and we've talked about what they do for the black community in the state of New Jersey before. Shout out to the New Jersey Devils, and we've talked about them before and, and the work that they do internally for the, like, 
how they're supporting black businesses in the state of New Jersey through sponsorship and stuff like that for, for free sponsorship and whatnot. But they came out with their official statement today and said, we stand in support of Jordan PK, the Subban family, and anyone who's experienced discrimination within our sport. This week's racist acts within the hockey community are unacceptable and have no place in the game or anywhere. So conversely, you have uh, the Jacksonville Iceman who are at the center of this controversy, who have an opportunity to actually say something and do something that matters and, and drop the ball, fumble the bag, however you want to go about it. And then have the New Jersey devils come out and release a statement that actually has a little bit of teeth to it. Uh, The one thing that I really appreciate is them directly saying racist acts uh, because like the fact that Jacksonville is just saying like ongoing investigation and whatnot is just such like, bullshit language like yeah. take a pr take corporate, a PR. yeah take corporate a PR trying call. to save face bullshit yeah terrible and, yeah and, and you know what that's the that's the difference between an a, a, an echl team and an nhl team but it isn't it isn't though man because, no, like, no i know, I know they're, they're still yeah. hiring like the same recent university grads that are taking the same classes it's just yeah. some owner somewhere that doesn't want to take responsibility for what happened and doesn't want the brand's image to be associated with it instead of like standing up being a f- adult and, and taking the brunt of it on the nose but i digress so yeah andrew shaw sucks jacksonville iceman suck and people in general suck so don't don't be shitty be nice yeah like it's i don't think it's much to ask to just not like not be racist like it, it's I don't know. Is it is it like is it really too much to ask? I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's that hard of a task. So nah, depends who you ask, I guess. Yeah, let's try a little bit harder, people. Well, let's take a bit of a left turn, Miles, from that. Uh, and I, I this is this is a this is a much lighter left turn to close out the show today because oh. uh, Miles has uh, has some stuff for us. So this, as mentioned at the top of the show, is something that we have been planning, speaking about, teasing, polling, whatever you want to call it for a little while now. And that is the official rankings from the Miles Fuchs Academy of Hockey and Sporting Excellence. Uh, disclaimer, it is all 100% fact-based. There is no bias whatsoever. And what you are hearing is not up for discussion, and it is to be taken as gospel. So if you don't agree with any of these picks, um, shrek yourself before you wreck yourself. I do not have a copy of his power rankings in front of me. So I go, Miles is literally reading this off to me and I'm just reacting. So we've gotten good feedback before on the um, roster rundowns. Okay. And I feel like this is going to follow a similar path as the roster rundowns. Do you want me to start the power rankings from the top down, or do you want to start at the bottom and work your way up? Uh, I think bottom up is a, is a great way to do it. Bottom up. Let's start. Let's start a fight right away. Okay. This is a great idea. So we are starting at the bottom of the power rankings, and I couldn't be more excited to start it off this way because ranked number thirty-two. Oh my the, god! I know where you're going. The basement dwelling baddies of the Eastern Conference in the NHL overall. We have the Montreal Canadiens. Okay. Habs fans, I'm so sorry to do this to you. You had your fun last year. This is just retribution. Two, four, and four in your last 10 games. You have eight wins overall in the year. Uh, I do feel bad for the boys on that team, the young guys, the Caulfields and and the Suzukis. Um, But that is just the way she goes sometime in the business. And you know what? After we had to sit and listen to Habs fans talk about how fucking godly they were for getting to the Stanley Cup final when they were just like 
handed a playoff spot is sickening. So uh, this feels really, really nice. Montreal Canadiens, 32nd in the power rankings. Slightly above them, we have the babies of the NHL, the Seattle Kraken. Sorry to anybody who disagrees with me, but Jordan Eberle is not an all-star. Full stop. One, eight, and one in your last 10 games. I did that last week. It has since been updated to three, seven, and oh in their last oh, 10. Oh, wow, but... Miles. You are very wrong then. Pardon? I said you are very wrong then. They are nowhere near 30, 31. They're absolutely near 31. And the reason that I'm saying that is because uh, we, we love what they do for the salmon toss. Uh, at the end of every game, stay cute. That's nice. Um, but you are 31 in my power rankings. Number 30, Nolan, is the Arizona Coyotes. Four, five, and one in their last 10. Uh, these are power rankings, people, not standings. They won the Flint Michigan Mega Bowl against the Habs and deserve to be rewarded for as such. Shout out to the Arizona Coyotes. You're not last at everything you do. Number 29, we have the Buffalo Sabres. They are 3-5-2 and two in their last 10 games, 13-21-7 overall. They've been better than ex expected this year, but ultimately they are just waiting for Owen to boop, 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 power up and join the team because at that point I think that they're going to be really, really fun to watch. So shout out Buffalo, getting better, but not quite there yet. Number 28, we have the Ottawa Senators. So similar to another team that will be mentioned soon, they're getting there as a team. They're getting better. They are young. They are fun. They are hot. Um, and we are admire, we admire seeing them seize the opportunity against the Oilers and winning that game, showing a little bit of heart. 4-4-2, four, four and two, uh, they're on the up. Shout out to Ottawa, number 28. Uh, number 27, we have the New Jersey Devils. Quoted as being a fun-ass team to watch. I love seeing their identity take place. They're still a few years away from rankness, but it's getting there. Five and five in their last 10 games. Um, not to sound too much like a hockey parody Twitter account who shall not be named, but Jack Hughes makes my ass wet. Don't shake your head at me. What? Keep going. <laughs> Number 26, we have the Chicago Black Ops. Black Ops, what? Blackhawks Black. <laughs> um, couldn't have these fuckers ahead of anyone uh, if I could, but unfortunately they are four, three and three in their last tens overall a fraud team. Shout out Marc-Andre Fleury. I hope someone rescues you before the trade deadline. I hate seeing you like this. You beautiful, beautiful flower. I, I, I would love to see a Pittsburgh reunion so much. Oh man, that reunion tour would be bonkers. Dude, bring his soul patch back to back to Pittsburgh. Bring the yellow pads back to Pittsburgh too. Oh, it looks so the sick. snake venom. The snake venom. Number twenty-five, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Apparently, in on Jacob Chikrin. That sucks for him to go from Arizona to Columbus. That would be like going from Winnipeg to Columbus. Boop boop boop. Three and ten in their last ten game. Three and seven in their last ten games. Lots of good young talent on their team. Uh, this GM knows dark magic. I'm convinced that he does sacrifices. Oh, well, 100%. He's like the, he's doing like the homemade candle witchcraft bullshit. Absolutely. Number 24, we have the Philadelphia Flyers. At the beginning of the season in the season preview episodes, I called them frauds. I stand by that statement. I have not been wrong. I have never been wrong. They are 0-8-2 in their last 10 games. 
13, 20, and 8 overall on the year. Uh, lots of nights they look really, really bad. But I think overall they have like a somewhat decent roster. Maybe not decent, but like underperforming. And the injuries to Ryan Ellis, I think, have certainly hurt them. Uh, that's about the only reason that I have them as high as I do. Because, I mean, they've had two consecutive 10-game losing streaks they this season. They suck, man. They should, they should be free-falling down the power rankings. Yeah. That that team should just sell, 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 sell. The team ahead of them, though, Nolan, and this is this is something that I hope that we can continue to do because I want to watch their stock rise. And in the 23rd position, we have the New York Islanders. So hear me out. I know that they lost 11 straight games, but they're 7-2-1 in their last 10 and seem to have found their way. They've got a good roster. They've got some good, like, experience on that team. Uh, keep in mind, they lost to the lightning last year in seven games in the eastern conference final with a lot of returning players they're veteran led i think that they can can bounce back and be a team that may make the playoffs and could make noise if they get in the playoffs they're well coached they're well built uh, they're 14 14 and 6 and i believe they are on the upward trend i'm telling you man don't count out the islanders like they're the they know what they're oh my god goodness gracious they are still 16 points away from a playoff position holy smokes because that's a smoking division man that's a that's a tough division oh they for yes they also on. do have four games in hand behind the yeah. boston bruins okay yeah that makes sense oh yeah, oh my goodness yeah okay yeah they've they've got a lot of ground to make up but they can do it you yes. can do it new york 23rd the 22nd team on my rankings is the winnipeg jets I hate these guys so fucking much. It's almost hard to put into words. They make my skin crawl. Uh, They're two spots higher than where like they probably should be. Who's to say? It's my list, and if you don't like it, make your own. Uh, four, four, and two in their last 10. They're 17, 14, and seven. And I think that at this point, we can finally start saying that they won the Pierre-Luc Dubois for uh, for for scary little ghost goat um, ghost Patrick Line. I think I'm ready to make that call. Yeah, you're probably right. It all depends on what Columbus gets back for Line because I really think they're going to trade Line. Do you remember like when they took, when they, what's, what's the GM's name in Columbus? Yarmo Kekalainen. Yarmo Kekalainen was talking about how big of a piece Jack Roslovic was in that trade. And now Jack Roslovic doesn't even make the like nightly roster. He's a scratch. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize he was getting H-bombed. Yeah, it's tough. It's not good for for old Rose Levick there. So yeah, it's tough luck. Winnipeg Jets, 22. As agents, Claude Lemieux. That's, that's, not <laughs> that's tough. In 21st position, we have the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you got to admit that what they've done since getting rid of coach and GM has been fun to watch. Good on them. I'm glad Thatcher is going to the All-Star game. 6-3-1 in their last 10. Vancouver, a team that probably like could be ranked a little bit higher. It got very difficult in the mid-team rankings to, to really nail down where I thought teams were. And I think that, like I said, there's no bias in this list, but I think that there might have been a little bit of bias in this list now that I look at it a little bit more. Um, but Vancouver, we have you there at 21. In Elias Pedersen needs to get his shit together. Elias Pedersen needs to get his shit together because right now he looks like a little baby joke. Yeah, he's he's not he's I I you know what, like ugh. I will I will admit when I'm wrong and Quinn Hughes has looked pretty good this year. Oh yeah. Quinn Hughes has been playing really good hockey and I do 
uh, tip my angler's cap to him as a, as a hockey player and as a, as a man for, for coming back and playing well. Um, but Elias Patterson, man, two, two bad seasons in a row. Brock Besser, too. Like, where are you? Scooby Scooby Doo. Also, we do not respect Bo Horvat on this show. We do not respect Bo Horvat. No. Another team that we don't respect. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bad segue. In 20th position, we have the Motor City Meatheads, better known as the Detroit Red Wings. They are 18, 18, and 6. I don't think anyone thought they were going to be this good right away. Some nights they look absolutely incredible, and some nights they look pretty mediocre. Uh, they're very much like a middle-of-the-pack team, in my opinion, which is significantly higher than what our expectations were for them at the beginning of the year. The future is very, very bright. The fact that they have like two semi-legitimate, one super-legitimate, two semi-legitimate Calder candidates on that roster is pretty freaking cool. So shout-out to the Detroit Red Wings taking 20th spot in the power rankings. 19th in the power rankings this is a very cool number a very sweet number uh, is a very sweet team and that is the Calgary Flames tough to put in this position here they are three six and one in their last 10 18 12 and six on the year currently fifth in the Pacific I believe um, we said at the very beginning of the season and if you talk to Flames fans and you look at like the athletics rankings of what they thought this team was going to be they had them as Flames fan Kyle says the middle of the bell curve and kind of like the Oilers they came out hot to start the year they they had their crazy month Markstrom was like and had shut out in like three out of five games yeah it was they were, like a Vesna candidate they were balling out of control but now you are seeing them revert back to the mean to the center of the bell curve and i don't think that we can be mad about that um that is where they're supposed to be and that is where they are going back to calgary flames 19th on the rankings in 18th spot your edmonton oilers no they won't good Hey, you know what? 18th right now, but I do not think they will be here long. And you need, this is the thing about the, about the Miles Fuchs Academy of Hockey and Sporting Excellence power rankings is that they are fair and objective. And I wasn't going to make them too high just because they're my team. Um, when they are three, five and two in their last 10, I am still, I am still the uh, driver of the fire Dave Tippett bandwagon. And I hope that the boys stay hashtag pissy. But the Edmonton Oilers are in 18th, and I see them moving up as the season continues. In 17th, Nolan, we have your favorite team, the Dallas Stars, who are 6-4-0 in their last 10. That's pretty cool. Still hate you, though. Uh, nice to see Jake Ottinger getting a shot. They've got 42 points at the time of this recording, which puts them one point ahead of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I still don't like them. I still don't necessarily think they have what it takes. And it drives me absolutely bananas that Joe Pavelski, sorry, Ho Pavelski is an all-star. I am calling him, instead of Ho Pavelski, we are calling him Jurassic Joe moving forward. Dallas Stars, 17th. In 16... really good. Sorry? So he's still really good. He's an elite net front presence. Oh, he truly is. Actually, he scored tonight, by the way. Cool. <laughs> in 16th, we have the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. 43 points in 38 games. Fuck, I'll go to your room. <laughs> we have the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim in 16th. The youth movement that I am not totally sold on marches 
forward, Mason McTavish. I have a crush on you. Uh, he is going to launch them into supernova territory with the rest of the guys around him. They're a fun group to watch. Um, this is why I'm not totally sold on them. They're three and seven through their last 10. And I think that that might be signs of bigger things to come. And we talked about this when we were doing the, um, the state of the union talking about how I wasn't totally sold and that like their underlying numbers and defensive numbers made them kind of look like a little bit of a liability team, but they've been hot enough for long enough that they are in a mid pack position. I think they're fourth in the Pacific. So they're currently in a playoff spot in their division, right? So um, that is why they're in 16th. Like I said, it got a little dicey here in the mid rounds, um, but I still think that the mighty ducks are a more powerful squad than the stars and Oilers currently. I think they finish as like a bottom seven team in this league. This I year. don't think they're free falling. I don't think you're wrong, but the power rankings are uh, <laughs> at this point in time and not through a crystal ball, Nolan. Uh, so. No, I have probably power ranking, so suck it. You have what, sorry? I have a problem with your power ranking, so suck it. Oh, uh, we'll get there. We'll get to that. In 15th position, we have the San Jose Sharks. Timo Meyer for the Rocket. Let's fucking go, boys. Um, where did that? Where did these guys come from, Nolan? Um, from their families. Welcome back to Eric Carlson. He's been a stud this year. Four, five, and one over their last ten. What have you done for me lately, Chargers? And what that means is they are like charging up the what have you done for me lately. They're a fun team to watch, even though they're old. Um, Shout out San Jose. You're in 15th right now, but they're another team that I think is going to start free falling. I think all of these California teams um, at the next power rankings are going to be like quite a bit lower. And I think that that's a good segue into my 14th place team, which is the LA Kings who are six and four in their last 10 games. I'm still not sold on LA man. Like I, I don't think that they are as good as, as they, as they claim to be in my opinion, they're just a mid pack team, but I have to put them here because everybody gets a spot and you know, six and four in their last 10, where they are in the division. I think they're third. They've been playing decent hockey. So we'll see if they can keep it up. But I do think they will slide. That being said, shout out to Cal Peterson and uh, Jonathan Quick, who have been playing like pretty good 1A, 1B goaltending this year. And shout out to Anze Kopitar, who seems to have a little bit of resurgence this year as well. We like to see that. Shout out, shout out to everybody on the Kings. Everybody? Yeah, everybody. Uh, maybe not everybody. Maybe not everybody. Maybe not Dustin Brown. <laughs> Potato when he drinks the water bottle backward. Killer in lisp th- on him. <laughs> Do you know his kid got asked like who his favorite hockey player was and his own son didn't even say Dustin Brown? Yeah, I if, if I was Dustin Brown's kid, I wouldn't even say Dustin Brown. Absolutely not. I'd say it's Anze Kopitar. I wouldn't even wear my just dad's jersey. By your, just getting cucked by a teammate. Patrick Sharp remembers. 13th on the list is shout out to Tini, the science guy, the Baston Bruins, who are 24, 12, and 2 overall. They are 8 and 2 in their last 10 games, despite getting the snot kicked out of them by Carolina 7 to 1. Tuka Rask is back. I would say look out, Leafs. Uh, he had no AHL conditioning stint or anything like that, but I'm not worried. And then, you know, he lost 7 to 1. But uh, overall, I do think that Boston is a pretty solid team. They're playing well. They seem to have their shit figured out. They're deep. They're tough. They're fun to watch. And I think with the three goaltenders they have, they might be in a position to sell one of them. 
and and get some decent return to uh, to start charging up the rankings. But it's no surprise that I love Pasternak and that I love Marchand and that I love Bergeron. So Boston, 13th in the power rankings. The Las Vegas Golden Knights occupy 12th. They're 24, 15, and 2. And oh my God, Jack Eichel is skating again. That is absolutely terrifying because once this team gets healthy and the way that they're playing right now and the firepower they're going to get when he's on that roster, holy Santa Claus shit. 12th right now, but almost certainly going up when Captain Jack joins the squad. They need to make a trade, though. They they got to... Like they got to make some moves in order to make him fit under the salary cap or like, cause I, I doubt they're like, I don't know what their plan is. Maybe they, maybe they healthy scratch some of the, you know, some of the big guns for like the game against Buffalo, for example, cause they'll probably want to play him against Buffalo just for shits and giggles. Um, but I, I, I think that they're like either they have to start healthy scratching people so that they can fit Jack Eichel in to play the games. And then obviously when playoffs come around, that's a completely different story than no salary cap exists. But uh, they, they, they got to make they got to make somewhat of a move in or in order to make him fit. No doubt, dude. Um, that being said, Peyton Krebs scored his NHL debut goal this weekend. So the key piece going back in the Jack Eichel, the Buffalo trade is starting to pay dividends will be fun to watch in number 11th. We have the Minnesota wild. Now the Minnesota wild might not be absolutely disgusting in terms of like uh, overall record or last 10 or anything like that, but they are 13, three and one at home this season, making the XL energy center, just a lethal place to play. Uh, they have, Kirill Kaprizov, who is disgusting. They have Cam Talbot, who is on an uh, NHL all-star level of play. These guys are very, very good. They go, I am saying. Minnesota Wild go to 11th. Shout out to Matthew Boldy, by the way. for uh, Shout out to Matt Boldy. Yeah. He's looked really good since he's uh, since he's been called up. So that's, that's really good to see. And once again, just a constant reminder of the Philip Roberg pick. So, Philip, you've got a lot of pressure on yourself. Nolan. Yes. We have reached the top 10. The top is tennis. The top is tennis. In 10th place, we have the free-falling Washington Capitals, who started off so, so dirty and have started to cool off, getting a little bit of that Oilers effect. They are 4-4-2 over the last 10. I'm not worried, though, because Ovi might just win the division himself. This guy is playing fucking out of his brain. He's like 37, 38 years old and loving life and scoring goals, playing like he's 26 again. So shout out Washington, 10th place in the power rankings. And I believe he's like on pace for a career high in points, which is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. In ninth place, and this is one that I certainly didn't see coming and I hope doesn't make you throw up, but the Nashville Predators who are 5-3-2 and two in their last 10, 24, just to give you an idea of how good these guys have been this year, 24-14-3. I'm describing UC Soros as like general hospital level disgusting. And I'm going to say something that might be controversial, but I would I would just like to say it. I think that if I was starting a team and I could pick one goalie in the NHL to be my team's backbone, I think it would be UC Saros. Mm, I hard disagree with that. I don't know. Like, okay, who would you pick? I'm going Vassy easily. Vassy? But Saros is young and fucking... So he's is, not even really that Vassilevsky's young. Vassilevsky's like 26. 
the same age. Yeah, they're just like super. Yeah, Vasi's. I think uh, oh. Saros might be like a year younger than him, if, if that. Yeah. But yeah, no, like that. Like Vasi's got two back-to-back cups and has like, I what does he have? One or two uh, uh, Vesna trophies? Like, and he's probably gonna get another one this year. But Saros isn't playing with the same level of guys in front of him. Saros is fucked. Saros is so good. I'm massive on him. You know, and he's he's played like a stud this year for you that know what team. I think is the most fucked part about that team. Matt Duchesne. 38 points in 39 games for Matt Duchesne. And also, somebody that nobody else talks about. Ryan 33 Johansson. points in 40 games for Ryan Johansson. Who's been nuts, man. I don't know where these guys came from or like if they just finally woke up from like a depression nap, but they are absolutely <laughs> out of control. <laughs> a depression nap. Matt, also, Roman Yossi over Roman Yossi's a freak. So hot, so good at hockey. One of my favorite hockey gifts of all time is like, do you remember when they went to the cup final and lost to Pittsburgh? Yes. Johansson was like on the bench or something. I can't remember. They just won like an overtime game or something and the boys were skating back to the bench and Johansson was like rubbing <laughs> his nose like absolute crazy and then uh, a bunch of people on twitter were just like oh i wonder what that is and like you can't find the gif anywhere you can't find the clip anywhere but it's so funny because it's like the most obvious drug reference i've ever seen in my life who the fuck is tanner genot rookie phenom i had no idea who this guy was and he's off the he's off the wall man he's playing incredible former Uh, calder Calder trophy tracking has him in fifth, and I think that that's criminal. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know where Tanner's from? I don't. Estevan. Estevan. Yeah. Oh, in Sestevan. <laughs> horrible, horrible place. <laughs> my, uh, when my dad and I were driving to the states, we drove through Estevan and we drove past what was called a motor hotel. Hell yeah, you did. Yeah, and and my dad and I called it the Motor Hotel, and I fucking <laughs> laughed for like three hours after. Like, I, sorry, I shouldn't say I laughed. My dad and I both like pissed ourselves laughing for a good three hours after because we kept on like, calling it the Motor Hotel. The Motor Hotel. Do you know what else makes me piss my pants, Nolan? Uh, uh, some of these upcoming teams. The St. Louis Blues being eighth in the power rankings, specifically Jordan Cairo. So sick. He makes me just piss my pants in my living room when I watch a hockey game. Well, I want to look at his hockey. Uh, his ho- uh, the, the rest of the show is just going to be me just, just going to be me typing out on my mechanical keyboard. I can't wait. St. Louis Blues. Jordan Kyrie is so sick. He makes my pants wet. 8-2-0 in the last 10 games. They are 25-11-5 overall, and they look to be <clears throat> buzzing. Just like the brewery that is in St. Louis, Bud Light. They are blue, crisp, and clean. I like the St. Louis Blues. They look very, very good. Yeah, Jordan Kyrou is just so fucking good. You know what, man? Underrated, but uh, Husi Vaso or whatever, uh, the goal, the second string goalie Vili for Husa. St. Louis. Yeah, playing stupid. I think he was second star of the week this past week. Um, I don't oh know. Guys, a nine forty one save percentage and a yeah, one point nine three GAA. Holy he's been... smokes! disgusting in replacement of Jordan Bennington. Like Jordan Bennington should be scared because this guy is just going absolutely super normal. So let's, let's and pray St. for Louis knows Jordan Bennington buyout. 
if St. Louis knows anything, it's what it's the power of a hot goaltender. So um, keep an eye on the blues because it looks like they're getting their shit figured out and they're kind of scary. In seventh in the power rankings, we have, and this hurt so much to put the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but I do believe that they deserve it, even though they have been playing a little bit poorly recently. They're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10, but those uh, couple losses have come consecutively. They are 25-10-3 and three and need to be better in their own zone. But Jack Campbell has been good enough that it's been okay. Jack Campbell, at the start of the year, I had some shit to say about him. And I remember I called him like, I think he's going to be a James Reimer, where he's just going to shit the bed and not be good enough. Um, couldn't have been more wrong. He's been really, really good this year. And he's definitely been playing up to snuff for the draft position that he had when the Kings selected him. So shout out to Jack Campbell. I like Jack Campbell. I think he's like a really likable dude. Um, he's kind of really awkward in any sort of media that he does, but like every player that uh, does an interview, like on his team says that he's just like the best teammate and tries really hard and is just like a great guy to be around. So Jack Campbell, I hate the Leafs, but he's very much be quickly becoming a player that I really admire and a player I really like to watch. So, soup. Guess who's below a point per game now? Mitchell? John Tavares. Johnny T, the $11 actually, million dollar man. Actually, Marner's also below a point per game. He's got 26 yeah. points in 29 games. What's Matthews' stat line? 41 and 35 with 25 goals. Oh, God almighty. He's still really good. He's still really good, confirmed. We still need to chill out with the uh, Matthews is the best player in the league bullshit, though, because that's yeah. a little ridiculous. Connor's going to Connor's gonna step oh, into the chat. Oh, Connor right is away. about to go on a tear. I can see it. I can I can see it in his so, eyes. He told me. He told you. He texted you. In sixth position on the power rankings, Nolan, we have the flightless birds from Pennsylvania, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Welcome back to Evgeny Malkin. Uh, in his first game back, what do you have, two goals? Gross. Something like that, yeah. It was ridiculous. Pick, picking up right where he left off. That was also the game where Sidney Crosby went full Michael Jordan. And on the one goal, he was setting a screen and jumped like 18 feet in the air. I'm not exaggerating. Um, pretty wild. But uh, these Pittsburgh Penguins are 8-2-0 in their last 10. They are veteran-led and absolutely ready to rock. Um, so they're a team that could be pretty scary going forward as long as they can stay healthy and you know, keep producing the way that they are. And if they do get a Marc-Andre uh, reunion tour for a playoff push, to have him bring some veteran uh, experience and leadership to Tristan Jari and you know, take over if Jari looks like he's going to shit the bed in the playoffs again, um, could, could be a team to keep an eye on there. In fifth, shout out NYR Nick and Connor Rogers, we have the New York Rangers. They are young, exciting, and talented. Nolan, if you recall back to our preseason episode preview, I said that if the right guys stepped up, they were going to be young, exciting, and successful. And that is exactly what has happened this year. They are 25, 10, and 4. And if Alexis and Capo Caco actually start to show up, look out because they're already nasty. And if they get a little bit more output from some of those guys, uh, they're they're going to get nothing but even grosser. Uh, Shesterkin has been absolutely like legendary too between the pipes. So damn it, this New York team is really really exciting. And in my opinion, ever since the Oilers played them in that game uh, where Connor scored that goal, they've been just lights out. Like I feel like that game woke them up. Dude, Chris Kreider is tied with Ovechkin for the league leading goals. Insane. That's man. absolutely ridiculous. Insane. 
I saw that on Twitter the other day that he was like one goal away and that tonight or something, he, he actually tied him. And that just blows my mind. He, his, <laughs> this is just classic shooting percentage, uh, but his career high or his career shooting percentage is 14.7. He's currently shooting 22.1%. Oh, geez. So you think he's going to come crashing down? Oh, definitely will. Um, actually, speaking of uh, Connor Rogers, wanted to give a quick shout out to our boy Connor on uh, his new podcast. He started another uh, NFL draft podcast with a PFF called NFL Stock Exchange. I listened to the first episode today. So just want to give a shout out to to our guy, friend of the show, Connor Rogers. And uh, I was speaking to him the other day and uh, thinking that once maybe the senior bowl's over, we might have to get him back on and talk a little Rangers hockey. Sounds good, man. They're very, very quickly becoming my second favorite team. And it's nice that it's nice that they're over in the Eastern Conference and I don't have to worry about them very much. But yeah, the boys on Broadway are are playing really exciting hockey and they're they're cool. They're fun to watch. Are very sick. They've got great jerseys too. They, they they do a phenomenal they pieces. do a, a great jersey shout out to the new york rangers fifth in the power rankings in fourth place we have the carolina hurricanes uh i've picked some some choice adjectives um nasty tough strong and resilient recently as mentioned they beat the bruins 7-1 uh they are 7-2-1 in their last 10 and are just like well coached well oiled and just dirty Dirty, dirty, dirty. Dirty, dirty, dirty stuff. Like sex toys in a public bathroom dirty. (sighs) Miles, Jesus Christ. This is what you tuned in for. This is what you came for. Move on. (laughs) In third, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sorry, Champa Bay. Uh, they are back at the top of the league in the standings. I actually think that they're in second now after last night, um, but they are still just a, a rank team. Braden points back. Um, Nastyville, USA, the capital is Tampa. They are scary. And I don't think that they three-peat this year. I've said that before. I'll say that again. But they are damn fun to watch, and they are sure making me think that they might actually be for real. So shout out Tampa Bay. But Nolan. This is where the rubber meets the road, and this is where the NHL power rankings from the Miles Fuchs Academy of Hockey and Sporting Excellence really hits its stride. And that is that the second-place team, the best of the rest, the Colorado Avalanche, are my second-ranked team. I agree with your one and two, so I, I, I'm in, I, yes, I'm in very heavy agreement with you. Carolina, or sorry, the Chicago, Colorado Avalanche. Have, have another drink, Ray. The Colorado Avalanche are an absolute wagon. They started the season off slowly. That's no surprise, but they are 9-0-1 in their last 10 games. And Kale McCarr fucks so incredibly hard. There are three things in life that are guaranteed, Nolan, or three things in life that you can't stop. Three things in life you can't stop, Nolan. What are they? Uh, something is blank pregnancy in Kale McCarr. <laughs> exactly. A moving train, <laughs> teen pregnancy, and Kale McCarr when he's got the puck in the offensive zone. Three things that can't be stopped. Colorado Avalanche, second in the power rankings. Um, And also, once again, shout out to Nazem Kadri, 51 points in 36 games. My Shit. goodness. Nazem Kadri. 
And actually, I was going to just say, speaking to Kale McCarman, like, Connor McDavid is the fastest skater in the NHL, but I think Kale McCarr is the best skater in the NHL. Oh, like, his, his edge work is simply ridiculous. Simply yeah, he's so fun to watch, man. I, I've been, t- I've been looking at going to an NHL game and just trying to find like the right one to go to, right? Like obviously a weekend is the one you want to go to, but honestly, man, I want to see a game where the avalanche play. I want to watch that team live. I don't care who they play, where they play, what they play. I just want to see Cam McCart. Oh, he's so, and freaking Devon Taves as well. Devon Taves uh, is ridiculous. You know what? And they're doing all this like with like average to subpar goaltending. Yep, exactly. Darcy Kemper has been a, has been a dirtbag this year. <laughs> uh, he went to the academy. So it's no surprise, but first place in the NHL power rankings, the Cats, the Florida Panthers, they are seven to just playing with some yarn. That's what they're out there doing. They are seven, two and one in their last 10 games and are absolutely electric. They beat the Canucks at the Kodak Bowl and then beat the Canucks at the Kodak Bowl to Electric Boogaloo. And Jonathan Huberto has quietly tied himself for the league lead in points. Very, very, very he, good hockey player. Probably not anymore, but he was, I think, in my opinion, the most underrated player in the NHL. And it's it's so cool to see that he's having this, like, he's, he's like, he's so good. He's a superstar. And it's coming to the point at where, like, that 2011 draft class where when, like, the first three years after it, a lot of people were calling it a disappointment. Now it's looking like it's one of the best in any, like it's one of the best in recent memory. Cause like just in that draft class, you've got Nikita Kucherov, uh, uh, uh Johnny Gaudreau, Jonathan Huberdeau, Gabe Landeskog. Like that's a, that's a fucking murderer's row there. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yes. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Oh, I mean, that just kind of goes without saying, but yeah, but like, man, you look at this roster and like, I don't think people realize how good this team is. Um, just like you do a roster breakdown of Sergey Bobrovsky guy that took a lot of shit, got beat on for a few years about how he was like washed, not worth the money, blah, 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 blah. Whether he's worth the $10 million and whatnot is a whole nother discussion, but at least he's been playing like not shit. And he's yeah. been pretty pretty damn good recently. So Sergey Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight, the rookie second year, whatever you want to call him, Phenom, have both been just absolutely lights out for them this year. Give them a chance to win every single night that they're that they're in the between the posts. Huberto, we talked about, absolute freak, leading the league, tied for league, whatever you want to call it. Dumb, gross, good hockey player. Love to see it. Uh, Aaron Ekblad, hot and back off of like a terrible leg injury last year. So you love to see him bounce back. He's got 37 points this year in 41 games as a defenseman. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, Sam Reinhart, he's out of Buffalo. He's playing like a king and is just a stud. But again, like Sam Reinhart, you for, almost sometimes forget that he's on this team. Uh, Barkov, one of, if not the best two-way players in the league. Freak. Anthony Duclair, offensively skilled. He's got 33 points in 34 games. He's right there too. Carter Verhage, great name to say over the PA announcement, but also just a great hockey player in general. Like, talk about what a third line can do. Verhage, I don't know if he's playing on their third line, but like, he's that atypical third line player that goes out there and just puts up points. Like, he's a freak. Seattle Sam, 
who went to South Beach, so he became South Beach Sam. Um, Flames fans, I think, are really salty about that, but I think are also just happy to see their boy fly. Um, Mackenzie Weger sick. Monador's pretty good. Hornquist is sick. Owen Tippett's playing really good. Raphael Gudas like has had this resurgence kind of like in, in terms of what he can do. Had a big fight win the other day, but like just a good like steady stay at home kind of D man. Um, Joe Thornton finally might get a chance at a cup ring. That's absolutely fantastic. And Ole Levy, I like him too. I don't know. This team just from top to bottom is good. They're all guys you want to cheer for. They're all guys that you like. And I just can't stop simping for Florida. Dave, they're also just like, it's amazing. They have a $10 million goaltender. And yet I'm just like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at their cap sheet right now. And it's just, it's impressive, man. Like the only guys they have to really resign are like, Guys like Mason Marchment, which you can replace through through the minors, like Owen Tippett, you have to resign, but he's not going to cost you very much money. Like Frank Vetrano, you can let him walk, but like this whole team is just full of just good contracts, and like Bill Zito is a fucking wizard. God, why could he not come to Edmonton? Why did why did Bob Nicholson have to hire Ken Holland? Oh my goodness, man! Oh. This just made this just made me sad. This this made this this made this end on a, on a major sad note for me, Miles. Well, I'm glad that the uh, the the power rankings were able to do that for you. Just quickly, top to bottom: Florida, Colorado, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Rangers, Penguins, Leafs, Blues, Preds, Caps, Wild, Knights, Bruins, Kings, Sharks, Ducks, Stars. Oilers, Flames, Wings, Canucks, Jets, Islanders, Flyers, Blue Jackets, Blackhawks, Devils, Sens, Sabres, Yotes, Kraken, Habs. Those are your power rankings. Thank you for listening. And if you don't like them, make your own thing. Okay, that that slapped. We need a little we need a little, we need a little beat behind that. Blue Jackets, Blackhawks, Devils, Sens, Sabres, Yotes, Kraken, Habs. <laughs> Let the beat rock. Oh my god, the Roberto Luongo cap recapture penalty is off of their books next year. <laughs> okay, this is from like four pods ago, and I wanted to make this joke, and I finally remembered it. It's Bingo Bango Bongo. His name is Roberto Luongo. <laughs> That's that. That's pretty good. I wish I could take the credit for it, but there's an announcer that used to say that. And we were talking about Luongo, and I wanted to drop that joke, but I couldn't remember it. And yes, the other week, this weekend, we were watching hockey, and it came just bingo, bango, bongo. His name is Roberto Luongo. <laughs> oh man, sorry. I sorry. I keep on going back to the Florida Panthers cap sheet again, but like. Keith Yandel is going to be on the books next year for $5.3 million. And like, they're still going to be fine. God, not even what a stupid team. What a dumb team. And then the year after that is the, is the, that's the, that's the king kicker because you've got Jonathan Huberdo up. Uh, you've got Mackenzie Weger up, which is going to be a lot of money for those two guys. 
Nolan. Oh my God! Did the men's it, Olympic team get announced? Yes. I thought that was not till tomorrow. It apparently it's here. Oh my God! Do you want me to read it to you? Let's read it off before I, I gotta go to bed. But yeah, let's let's hear it. Just quick, we will just quick, just quick. Okay. So for the forwards, uh, Daniel Carr, uh, Corbin Knight, Ben Street, oh, uh, Jack Mc, Jack McBain, Eric Stahl, Adam Tambellini, Eric oh Odell. God. Oh Daniel god. Winnick. Oh my god. Adam Cracknell. Landon Ferrero. David Dehar. Yay. Jordan Wheel. Go Pats. Josh Hosang. And Mason McTavish. So we got McTavish. <laughs> got Mason McTavish. I just don't know why we didn't put Connor Bedard on this team or like Shane. Honestly. Right? Like, that's so Hon- dumb. I bet you their uh, teams didn't want to give him up. That's probably all it was. Uh, on defense, we've got Brandon Gormley, Alex Grant, oh. Tyler Witherspoon, Matt Robinson, Mark Baribo, Maxime Nero, Jason Demers, oh. and Owen Power, okay, baby. Oh, God, he made it. Oh, I was worried for a second. So, what is, it, so is Owen Power like a – is he like a scratch? No, I just saved him for last. Oh, okay, Same with good. McDavish. I just okay. wanted to, to make you sweat. Okay, good. Uh, and then in net, Edward Pascal, Matt Tompkins, and Devin Levi. Oh, at least you got Devin Levi in there. That's pretty sick. At least you got Devin Levi. Um, I like to consider myself someone who who follows hockey, watches hockey. Yeah, that's hockey. a who's who of whole I don't fuck. fucking know half of these guys, man. Yeah, Brandon Gormley's a fucking blast from the past. Oh man, there's a few few Oilers connections on here. Cracknell plays for the Condors. That's D- David DeHarnay, obviously yeah. former Oilers. Wow. A O Canada go. <laughs> I think I'm cheering for Team Germany. <laughs> I think I'm cheering for Team uh, Athletes representing Russia. That's gonna that that's gonna be the play right there. That's quite problematic. Well, Miles, speaking of problematic, should we close out this this show today? I think so, sir. I can tell that you're getting tired, and I don't want to keep you up too much longer. Nolan, uh, and this week coming up, we've got the Vancouver game, we've got the Nashville game, and we've got the Canadians game. Uh, I think I already said that they were going to, last week, said that they were going to beat the Canucks or lose the Canucks, I think I said. Changing my opinion, I think they're going to go 3-0 this week. Uh... Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna agree with that. I think they're gonna go three and zero as well. I I, it, I I I said two and one. La- or sorry, I said three and zero last week. So I obviously dropped the one with the Panthers. But yeah, I think this could be the start of something really special. Let's fucking hope so, buddy. Nolan, I'm glad that you stuck this out. I'm glad that you listened to me ramble about my power. Rankings. I was very happy to. And I'm glad that you are here. And I'm glad that everyone is here listening. And I thank you for your patience, your friendship. And another episode of One for One, as always. Well, 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 well. Thursday if it isn't the man, if it isn't the manager of the La Quinta Inn, <laughs> if it isn't, if it isn't the scumbag, if it isn't the jerk, if it isn't the I used to be a piece of shit. I'm just kidding. I I shouldn't say that. That's probably mean on my part, but 
the 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 history of violence has not uh, has has not helped matters for our uh, for our, our new pal, our new colleague, the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers, Evander Kane. Oh baby, did you see what number he's going to be wearing? Ninety one. Oh. 91, 91 Bud Light cracks. I 91, 91 goals he scores for the rest of the season. Oh, unprecedented pace. Okay, there needs to be some clarification put here because I think last episode we were both talking about how big of an asshole Evander Kane was and how bad we don't want him on the team. It is insane how two consecutive wins can spin that directly. <laughs> it's a, a complete 180. So I will say, first and foremost, I, 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 my feelings on Evander Kane are still the same. Uh, I still don't think he's a very good person. I think there's a lot of baggage that comes with him. I think there's a lot of bullshit that, that sort of comes along with the signing or the acquisition of one Evander Kane. Uh I did. I don't know if you had the chance to watch it. You probably haven't yet, Miles. But uh, he is so so happily, happen, hap, hap, so I whatever. Uh, the uh, TSN <laughs> uh, actually decided that they were going to uh, run a little interview with Mister with Mister Evander Kane, Evandus, Evandus Kern, um, and. <laughs> Basically, what it was is it was kind of Evander Kane's classic like PR uh, interview where he says, "You know, made a made a bad error. I'm not going to get into what that error was. Uh, all of the bad things that have been said about me are not true. I'm a good guy. Blah 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 blah." Uh, so there's that, uh, which kind of makes me pause a little bit and say, "I I I I don't I don't like seeing that." Uh, but nonetheless, this is a very talented player joining the Edmonton Oilers. Um, and yeah, how about we get into that? We're, we're only going to record just a little bit here just because we, we, we kind of discussed it. We kind of just discussed Evander Kane before, but we figured now with the actual signing, we'll kind of get into that. We'll get into that more. I want to echo what you said, Nolan. I agree with you in the sense that I, my opinion of him hasn't changed from what we said last episode. Uh, and what I was saying about the selfish penalties and like how he needs like leadership accountability, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. I still stand behind a hundred percent, but here's my thing. And before anybody calls me a side switcher or whatever, the deal's done essentially, right? Like it's basically pen to pay for tomorrow, make it official, all this sort of stuff. So the dude's an oiler now uh, you have two options. One, we can do what all Oilers fans love to do, and that's bitch and moan about a move that Ken Holland made and complain and talk about how the GM and the coach are dragging their feet, blah, 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 blah. Or we can be excited because Connor McDavid just got a new toy that can score goals. And I would rather in life, in sports, whatever, be optimistic about a situation than inherently pessimistic because I think that that's A, a better way to live your life and B, a better way to watch sports. Because... If he scores, you know, three goals against Montreal Canadiens, like I am a day one of Vanderboy and I get to act like I'm smarter than everybody else. And if he doesn't turn out, you know what? At least I can, at least I can say that I tried and that I had uh, given an honest effort as a fan. And uh, that is what I am excited about. So 
I sent you um <laughs> I sent you I, I sent you the link for the YouTube clip of all of Evander Kane goals <laughs> from 2020 to 2021 and I I sent it with a sad emoji because it's kind of me just sort of walking in going, "Well, guess this is what we're in for." And yes, the person I'm not excited about Evander Kane. The player though? Oh. Holy shit. Um yeah, okay. I, I don't I don't want to get I don't want to get too too like because the one thing about this Oilers team that they've lacked big time, I mean in addition to plenty of things, but they've lacked a true finisher besides Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, and that is exactly what they just added. Uh Evander Kane is not a guy that's going to basically park his ass in front of the net and score all of his goals. This guy is a full-blown goal scorer. You'll watch multiple clips of him rushing down the ice and just picking a corner and firing. And it's pretty incredible, and it's something that we don't get to see very often. Obviously, if this is if this doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at at the end of the day, like like you said, we can bitch and moan and we can be very depressy spaghetti about it, or we can be kind of excited for what's going to be on the ice. Let's talk about the contract super quick, Nolan. He is making about a million dollars for the rest of the year, correct? And it's a no a full no movement clause. Two million dollar cap hit. Two million dollar cap hit with full no movement clause till the end of the year, and then for the start of next season, he's a free agent, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So like, whatever. Yeah, I hear people. I hear people making comment about the no movement clause, which, like, I mean, I get, but really, really, at this point in the year, I mean, they're probably going to ride it out. I don't see why they would want to deal him at the deadline. I mean, like, I could see him as a piece, but he isn't really a piece, right? Like, he uh, play on words there. He's a little bit of a piece, but like, he he would be a addition to this roster to make a run. So why does it matter if you can ditch him at the deadline? Because the Oilers aren't really looking for assets. They're looking for like not long-term assets. They're looking for immediate assets. You know what I mean? And that's what he is. So it's just kind of like he would be player in player out. You know what I mean? Let's put it this way. I, I, okay. So I firmly believe the Oilers, the Oilers will make the playoffs. Okay. I've, I've never once thought that this team is not going to make the playoffs. I've been very upset by the performance the last little while. And I thought that they should fire Dave Tippett, but I, I, I haven't thought that this team was going to miss the playoffs. Um, however, if we're playing devil's advocate and let's say the worst possible case scenario happens, yes, Evander Kane has a no movement clause, but you realize that he can waive his no movement clause, right? And so if it comes yeah, down for to that... Lit, for the list yeah. of teams that he'd want to go to. Yeah, exactly. You can list it. He, yeah, he can waive it for anybody. So let's say worst case scenario, the Edmonton Oilers completely implode on themselves and we get to the deadline and we are facing an Evander Kane. Let, let's say Evander Kane has scored... Well, no, we got a few weeks until the deadline. Uh, let's say Evander Kane has scored 12 goals in that in the, in that time span. That's 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 a very 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 blazing fast pace. But let's say he has played to a damn near point in game pace. If that's the case, you can still get quite a bit for Evander Kane because you can ship him off to just about any contender. And I, I firmly believe that this is a guy that would have no problem waving for just about any contender. So there's that. The second part to this is that. They're adding a very, very, very talented player for free. 
And we still don't know how the lineup is going to look coming down the wire, going into playoffs. And for everybody that's talking about this basically tying Ken Holland's hands, I don't necessarily believe that. I believe that there is a way to trade Miko Koskinen. I believe that there is a way to trade uh, to trade uh, uh, you know to trade Zach Cassian or whatever. There there are ways around this. So I'm not I'm not that that worried. Um, but at the same time, I'm worried about the actual guy coming in. But the player, it's it's pretty it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, but do you have anything else to say, Miles, or should we wrap it up? Very cool. Like you said, and Ken Holland is famous for saying this. If you remember from a couple of seasons ago, exactly like you described, it's player in, player out. If the Oilers are going to make a move, they're going to do it with equal pieces going back and forth. So um, it's possible. It's not insane to think that it can happen. And you know what happens in the playoffs, Nolan? Salary cap goes bye-bye. So all that they need to do all they need to do is get into the dance, and from there, uh, anything can happen. And you know what? Anybody who's not excited about Evander Kane, um, he gets to start off his Oilers career against the Montreal Canadiens, and that is a dream. That guy is going to be full of piss and vinegar. Uh, and it's and the other thing, too, the last thing I wanted to sort of touch on is that the Oilers were always going to be hamstrung by the cap, no matter what. Like, there was always going to be an issue with the cap going into the deadline, so... Adding a two million dollar cap hit that we can kind of move around with with regards to like LTIR and all that stuff, I wouldn't worry about it too much, guys. Like this team can still make moves. This team is not completely gridlocked. And I mean, uh, uh, gridlock is a very topical comment <laughs> at no. this point in <laughs> Canadian history. Oh, uh, Nolan, you just gave me an idea for the episode title: uh, money moves. That's what money. this is. This money is a moves? money. Move. This is a money move. This is money moves. Yeah, but I think that basically about wraps it up. Uh, Miles, did you have anything you wanted to say before we uh, shut her out tonight? The only thing, Nolan, that I want to say is the same thing that I want to always say, and that is, go Oilers, go. Go Oilers, go. Go Oilers, go.